Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of Busy Nation or like we like to call it Dhando Takko Rokdo and uh, this is Abhishek and I have my co-host Ritika with me. Hi everyone and before we start with our day to day topics today I think we'll just clarify one of the mistakes or wrong news that we gave last time it was actually a media blunder from <laughs> India's side so and they can't blame we, us <laughs> yeah and even we just heard it and we thought okay it's a great news and we'll just speak about it without gathering much of evidence and when it's but, okay shambani you are the first one to put your hand up so can't blame anybody here <laughs> Yes. So, friends, Mukesh Ambani is not, after all, the richest man in the world. His wealth did not reach 63 billion dollars that day. It was around just uh, some 50 billion dollars. But because of some major goof up mm-hmm. of uh, the people who were doing the calculation, they did some double calculations. And yes, he does not have a direct holding in the lines. Petroleum. Hmm. Uh, he has it through his subsidiary, the main Reliance subsidiary. So they took via that route also, and they took that holding via direct holding route also. That's right. So it was double calculation. Yeah, but hang on for a while. He'll very soon be the richest man when the market cap reaches around thirty, thirty-five thousand sooner. Definitely. And uh, moving ahead, we have few internet sites to discuss, and how internet is fast catching up as the medium, not only for some few privileged ones who can use the internet, but also to the vast section of our Indian society, where some couple of years ago, internet was not even a remote reality. Absolutely. So, so eBay, which is the world's largest online auctioneer. has launched a website that will allow people to invest in loans that lift people out of poverty and this is called as microplace yes peer to peer financing and philanthropy one of the best marriages that you can think of on the web i was absolutely amazed it's like we have orkut and myspace and friendster and no not friendster once upon a time friendster and then facebook people upload their profiles those who need capital to start or expand their business and lenders like you and me for example can lend as little as 25 dollars or 100 dollars and you normally have a rate of return of 3% but more than the rate of return the idea to lend and then get back that money that kick is a little different and that's on which they are running right now yes it acts as a kind of broker between an ordinary investor like me and a few microfinance organizations and then this money can be used by any microfinance organization which has registered with the website throughout the whole world you know the process is also very interesting now say for example now you as ritika is lending say xyz in somalia hmm. the loan officer will get a cycle in somalia one of uh, the company's men and go and give those 25 dollars or 30 dollars to him Hmm. So they've got a wide network of physical people that they've hired across the world. Hmm. So the cost is yeah. as minimum as one can uh, imagine. And eBay says that you know this is totally a social initiative. So whatever profits they will earn out of this website, mm-hmm. they will reinvest it back in their another uh, social in- initiative. They will not uh, take it as a profit. Cool. <laughs> this is like uh, you know that cliche: give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Give him a fishing rod and he eats for life. So all those street merchants and wood dwellers, all the artists, craft persons, all those who are sewing machines or farmers, all of them they get a chance, and this time on the web through the web. So the reach is that much more multiple. That's right. And you know about babajob.com, do you? Form of Microsoft employee has started that in India after he came for a project here. Another Swadesh story. <laughs> 
Yes, but it is a very, very interesting concept. I mean, uh, I read about it when you forwarded me the story, uh-huh. and I thought it was really, very interesting. I think after a few days, we can have domestic servants also listed uh, on that website. It's like Nokri dot com or Monster dot com for for uh, let's say. For people like barbers or gardeners or uh, yes. domestic servants exactly. or uh, your drivers. Perfect. Yep. And so on that website, there are 2,000 job seekers who already have been registered. And when it was told, when this concept was told to the biggies like Monster.com, they said, yeah, this is a very good model and uh, we would like to invest. So that 31-year-old Sean Blacksweld, he's the guy who founded this. Now he's got a lot of hope because he's the guy who says that this concept will only work if you have connections. That's right. So if if I'm searching for a driver, hmm. then I log into that site and I search. Uh, I know Abhishek's driver is very good. So I do <laughs> Abhishek. I go to the profile of Abhishek's driver <laughs> and then I'll see the other drivers listed over there. Yes. So this is like a connector. That's yes. how you reach. And then after that... Uh, Abhishek and his driver will both earn some money because they have been connected. You're right. And that since my driver possibly doesn't know how to write, I'll be the one who will be uploading his profile there. Yes, that's right. And com runs purely on advertising, banners and all that. And yeah, another thing is that I think India gets the best out of all companies. You remember Citibank has come up with thumbprint ATMs for slum dwellers who cannot write or cannot recognize numbers or enter the PIN number. So all the real innovation innovation is a over abused beaten to death word but actually at the grassroots level it happens in india because uh, you have the market and india is the is willingly a guinea pig for all innovations That's right. we, we, we should not use the word guinea pig I uh-huh. because i think we are the benefiters oh yes rather than being the guinea pig <laughs> agreed, agreed yes and uh, so moving on from microfinance to big finance and of course, when we talk about big finance and big salaries and big endorsements, how can our cricket stars be left behind? So, Yuvraj Singh, the great hero of the latest <laughs> T20 series, is on verge of signing a long-term contract for six years with Global Sport, which is a sports marketing and celebrity management agency founded by the great tennis player Mahesh Bhupati. And uh, this deal is estimated to be, hold your breath, over <laughs> rupees 100 crores, uh, almost as Rahul Dravid is earning right now. I didn't know that Rahul Dravid has a contract worth 100 crores. I mean, what Amitabh Bachchan, uh, what Shahrukh Khan, they all are like small stars and That's not it. You know what, when they sign these deals, they are told that you will be getting minimum guaranteed amount. Itna milega for 3 to 5 years. And Yuraj Singh and Dhoni get 10 crores. Dravid and Saro Ganguly are 12 crores. There's hardly any gap between the two. Yeah. And hold your breath, how much does a plus Sachin get? 20 crores. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Whether he does well with the bat or not, he is once in a lifetime. Also, whenever uh, the agency facilitates an endorsement deal for hmm. the uh, cricketer, they earn 15% commission on that. So, Oh, so 15 lakhs out of the 100 crores is global sport, possibly, if he signs up the deal. No, 15 crore out of the 100 crores. Oops. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not good at maths. But yes. Yeah. But the bigger news is that while his contract expires with Percep Demarc, the seven-year contract, 
they have the first right of refusal. So even if he wants to go and sign a deal with Mahesh Bhupati's Global Sport, these guys can come in and say, you can't do it. If you do it, we'll take you to court, like we did with Zaheer Khan and uh, Saurabh Ganguly. Saurabh Ganguly. In fact, uh, Zaheer Khan moved on, whereas uh, Saurabh Ganguly had an out-of-court settlement and he stayed with uh, Persept. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this guy, with uh, Yuvraj Singh. Yeah. But after the T20 World Cup, See that 2 crore per brand is what he demands. Before that he used to demand 75 lakhs. So My God. And yep. he is single. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he is a star for non-cricketing reasons with uh, women, isn't he? Right. Alright, now for some bigger numbers, moving on from cricket to some telecommunication. The mobile rush has hit the country. There are about 300 new applicants for uh, UASL Telecom License, that's United Access Service License. Yeah, that's right. There is a lot of confusion going on in the telecom spectrum uh, for the last uh, few days. It's that the Telecom Engineering Center, which is the technical arm of uh, Department of Telecommunication of India, uh, it has uh, tightened uh, the spectrum allocation norms and it has also recommended a deep increase in the usage charges for GSM mobile services for any uh, X spectrum that they want beyond the 6.2 megahertz that they are currently getting. Mm -hmm. Basically, these spectrum usage charges are that a certain proportion of the annual gross revenue that an operator earns it has to be shared with the government. So like the GSM mobile operators, like you have Bharti or you have Vodafone. If Vodafone has a revenue of 100 crores per year, then certain percentage is defined, yes. which uh, it will share with the government from its revenue. It's around uh, 4 to 6% that goes to the government kitty. Now, all these operators are clamoring for getting more spectrum because as the number of subscribers is rising, they are having a lot of mm. traffic and so they want more access to the spectrum. But what the TEC has done is that they have, they say that if beyond 6.2 megahertz, you can get the spectrum only if you have like a certain number of subscribers. Mm. Uh, so like for Delhi, it is 1.9 million subscribers and for Mumbai, it is 2.3 million subscribers. That's so, pretty it, huge, huh, by the way, because yeah, in, right. in, in Maharashtra, IDEA very recently touched 1 million and Wolog number 1 mm. has. So then That's to right. reach 1.9 and 2.3, yeah. and that that too in a city. Yeah, only exactly. in a city. Yeah. yeah. So if it seems if this goes through, then Bharti, Vodafone, Idea, none of them are going to get any additional spectrum. And to add to all these telecom players, we've got real estate guys like DLF, Omax, and Parshwanath. Mm. They are they're so flushed with cash that they want to spend it well. And what more than to tap the 6 million uh, mobile phones a month rise in the telecom yes. industry. This has led to fall in the shares of Bharti and uh, Sunil Mittal has, he has written a letter to the telecom secretary and he is saying that these new laws are absolutely absurd and in fact MTNL and BSNL they waste so much of spectrum. And, and in the middle of all of this, the communication minister A. Raja comes up and says, the country will have... 3G mobile services by the middle of next year. 
subsidies for these telecom mm-hmm. players now the, right. the the deal is this that all these telecom players have to bid for it and the lowest bidder will get that amount mm-hmm. and that amount is into crores so uh, if say for example if a player says now spice telecom says i'll i want 80 lakhs mm-hmm. and somebody else says i want 70 so the guy who says 70 will get that amount but yeah. in india the problem is the lowest bid is 0 rupees and <laughs> there are many players who have done that because there is too much to lose than to gain and bharti has said the bid is not zero they are willing to add to the kitty <laughs> They're saying we know we'll pay. We don't need the subsidy. So there is a problem there also. And the problem is, what does the government do with the money that is ha- that it has? It will route that to the landline system for some godforsaken reason, <laughs> where only fifty thousand landlines are being added every month. Okay, from three G to GAP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We Abhishek uh, has got this real great uh, transition when I'm sure this is one of them. <laughs> so we are talking about gap. Very recently, BBC has reported that it has found 10 children as young as 10 years of age making clothes in a sweatshop in New Delhi. That Gap fashion chain plans to sell in the West. And when they asked Gap, and how do you explain this? They say we don't know. We are unaware. now we will start an investigation so that's yeah, right yeah. but how the industry in india and the commerce ministry have reacted to this is a little different we have already talked about wto rounds where uh, european countries have to decrease their tariff barriers so what third world countries like india are saying that because these countries have to reduce their tariff barriers they are now coming up with all these kind of things as a non tariff barrier which is not a direct one but an indirect one so you spread all these stories in the media and uh, make the indian goods more difficult to sell in those countries so oh. it is nothing but a non tariff barrier and commerce minister kamal nath he has claimed that these uh, dutch ngos which have actually come out with these reports mm-hmm. have morphed the pictures of children oh, in oh. in that report i mean these are very bold statements that uh, kamal nath has made mm-hmm. and he also alleges that some international ngos along with chinese companies are are conspiring to uh, malign the indian textile sector so that they can grab more business ఇండియాటీ and gap of the us now the theory says that developing countries say india improve their condition by doing something that they do better than america we do better by charging less by doing the same work more efficiently and developed countries will also do better that is usa will also do better because their workers can shift to jobs that they do better basically from what they used to produce which has been outsourced now they move on to something else so he's got and sweatshops by the way are not run in the way they should be 16 hour work days is not how a sweatshop is run that no, is the scam how does this 
how does this medicalize uh, no no it doesn't that is the whole deal now sweatshops ka matlab ye nahi hai that you have a 10 year old working there or a 25 year old working under squalid conditions for 15 or 20 hours a day like it happens in china if it's a normal manufacturing unit where genuinely in india or in china the cost of manufacturing is low you outsource that like apple has outsourced its ipod production to china wahan pe it's done in a legitimate way 12 hour work days yeah that is how right. it should be yeah so i mean sweatshop is defined as something that is inhuman normal thing is that india genuinely can produce at a lower cost so that is what it should be but it isn't sadly and uh, whenever we talk about child labor i mean we always talk about these uh, industries which have their sweatshops and they employ these children but then i find child labor even it is so rampant in india you not said if i visit delhi you go to any house, any mm-hmm. household and every household has a small kid from bihar or odisha yeah. working at their uh, place i mean almost every household so that is also nothing but child labor it is so it is the law child labor laws i think in india are almost extinct then because otherwise we could not find such a situation the solution is school that is it but the problem is we don't have enough teachers and they don't have enough in- incentives that's what i feel i slightly uh, disagree because i don't think that the solution is just school if you don't have food to feed your child they are not really bothered whether he gets education or he goes to school I say midday meals in schools. I mean, other things. Keeping yeah, in but mind. it is not just you know midday meals. I mean, it's like one person has got ten children, and uh. he thinks that the eldest one is <laughs> supposed to work so that the nine other children can be fed. So, so when will that stop happening? Is when that when when those ten children know that this is wrong, and they'll not go on to produce hundred children among themselves. So that will yeah. only happen through education. Now we can only say that the government has to do this. but the problem is but i think more than education uh, it is more a question of poverty when see it's like you know somewhere i had read this that people can talk about social initiatives and etc etc mm-hmm. only when your own stomach is full so you can give education to your child and you can talk about social and moral society but for that your stomach has to be full first so it all comes down to the economic disparity then pura so long as that so it's it's like that right 200 million people in india still starving there is the other half which is going at 10% per annum so it, it all comes down to the same debate over and over again that's right that's right <laughs> okay while we'll keep arguing till the cows come home like they say but uh, that's about it from this episode of uh, businessians dando takko rokro go log on to theindicast.com leave your comments there say bye 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 bye